Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 16th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. You know, a nice day out at Riv. It beautiful was a beautiful day. day. You were a little chilly. You've been chilly all week. I've been chilly. Haven't... I don't know. <laughs> I've just not been adapting well to, I, I got, you know, overconfident about how warm it would be. The breeze has been significant. I'm not saying it's whipping, but it's present in the canyon but yeah i've been chilly it's for all those people that say there's no seasons in california it's it's you know there's seasons it's, it's slightly cooler and you know warmer how would you characterize the day it was if it was a great day of walking around you you i saw you uh wedged your way into the broadcast getting a lot of tweets about oh, come on. the thirstiest little boy there you you wedged your way in it's an annual tradition now at the genesis invitational you have tiger woods press conference and thirsty boy andy thirsty thursday andy johnson wedging his way into the broadcast apparently you were talking to roy McElroy. he probably went double triple or something right after he talked with you uh, but yeah, you you have a good day otherwise out there. Yeah, you know it was it was a tough scene. You, you, you know you you talk to somebody and then they make a double and a triple. It's, uh, you know you wonder if you're the problem. So you was go, cruising along. You was only you know it's t fifteen and but uh but yeah I mean we were we were talking about the frogs. I mean uh, we were talking about frog watch. What's going on? More ball frogs chatter. Uh, <laughs> the amphibious creatures seem to struggle a little bit today. The the uh, you want to do frog watch new segment no, frog no, watch? I don't. The day was owned by Atlanta Drive. Yeah, Patrick Atl- Cantley, Atlanta's very own. Atlanta From right down the road <laughs> here in L.A. playing for the Atlanta Drive. Good, good performance from Lucas Glover, too. It was a, it was a day see, for Atlanta Drive. Hey, you know, we are very well uh, happy and satisfied with our great apparel sponsor. But shout out Lucas Glover. Driving change with his apparel sponsor with a big announcement of their performance fabrics. I, I wonder if Memphis was a cause for that. They're, they're bringing out the non-sweaty boy fabrics. It made me laugh when I saw those marketing materials come it's out the today. wrong time of year to be launching I, that I, stuff i don't know i don't know but, but lucas Glover played well today um it was a good day overall we were walking with some uh, a very attentive and close observer of the pga tour someone's opinion we we respect who suggested it, it what what would you characterize the tour as kind of grumpy right now as a collective it just feels like i don't know they're, they're unhappy I wouldn't say morose, but they're a little like I you can't put a blanket statement on a whole tour like that, but it does feel we were driving out there's a sense of like they got a new coach, a little bit of roster turnover and they just started the year and there's just some like there's some chemistry issues and it's just they're not operating at 100%. Um I that maybe that's too negative, but this was a take from someone else. I, I don't we don't need to name him or her, but I don't know that I disagree. Um, 
I wouldn't say there's like, of course there's internecine tension, right? There's some people who feel a certain way about certain things and mules and this, that, and the other. But it just feels like a lot of the best players maybe aren't at their best right now or a lot of the stars, whether you consider them good or not, maybe aren't or, or aren't the super happiest. And maybe that was just the, the late groups we were following. You know, Scotty's really frustrated with his putting. Of course, he's the best in the world at, at other parts. You know, Max Homa struggled. Rory struggled a bit today. Uh, Wyndham Clark was meh. Uh, maybe that was just the late groups, but there does seem to be like, we got a new coach. This is the first third of the season. We're out of the gates and we're kind of trying to adjust and, and maybe there's too much roster turnover. I think, I think the thing is instead of, instead of cruising net jets at night, checking out what, the, what kind of flight credits that they could get certain places and, and <laughs> where, what, uh, you know, what, what hotel they're staying at. They've been doing Google searches on private equity and what, <laughs> what equity means and equity grants are, you know, that's the thing. I think that these guys are, you know, having to read up on some business terms and probably that's what's put them in a bad mood. Um, do you agree with that? Did you? I, yeah, I do think the vibes off. Like I, I gotta say, like I, uh, I didn't, I didn't like the vibe in the. I think it was, it was fine. But I, it seemed like Max Homa was struggling and not in a great mood this week. And uh, you know the the Scotty putting thing. I mean, yeah, look, the guy. He he can't get the. It's like he's got like a. It's not quite Chuck Knobloch stuff, but it's like crazy that this guy. He was like a plus putter a couple uh, years ago. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> it seems uh, you know. I'm going to go back to last year's U.S. Open. It just seems like he's trying too hard. Oh, he's doing too much stuff. He's so in his head about it. I mean, he's just he's way too. Look, this is not a new sort of insider observation, but I think coming away from today, I feel like as much as it might bug him, like we can't talk about it enough. It's that significant of an issue right now. I had talked to someone who followed him the entire back nine, apparently chucked a ball into the woods on 12, walking off like 11 T after missing another one. He's going to have an all time, probably T to green year again, or he has so far. Um, and it, it just, you know, and it's made worse by he's playing with, you know, he was with Fitzy and I forget who, they're, they like make two from outside of where his ball, he stuffs it close. They make two and then he like three putts from nine feet on 16, right? He like, and after the guys outside of him just made 11 footers or whatever. And then I'm watching him on 17 and he, you know, hits it to six feet and you're like, oh God, here we go again. And Fitzpatrick's outside of him, right? And they're waiting on the third player to play. And, and there's Scotty, speaking to what you're talking about, how he's in his head, there's Scotty like standing over his coin, like just practicing his stroke. He's still got two turns before he gets to go. And Fitz is like on the fringe, like just looking at him. Like this guy is like, you can't, how many times are you going to practice this putt? You don't, you're not up next. And he was just, he's really sort of grinding over it. And I just don't do you know what, think we do can you know talk about it enough. He was last in strokes game putting again or near no, it. 66 okay. of 70. 70, okay. So. Leading in Tita Green or close to it again. Let's see what he's, he's at. Very he's, he's very good. He's very good again. I just third off the tee, twenty fourth approach, fourth, uh, fourth around the green. So he's got to be if it's strokes gained Tita Green, it's got to be up there. That's not. It, it's not a new phenomenon, but it seems to be building into a more psychological 
block, a real issue. And this is this is not just people like we, we can overreact to every little thing, every bad day, every one bad shot or, or a, a bad week around the green or something. We can overreact to that. But I, I don't think uh, this can really be talked about enough right now, given the dynamic or the dichotomy between this tee to green game and the putting. It, it's just getting worse. I got to say, I um, I owe everybody an apology. Everybody? Yeah, everybody. What? What happened? I was I was so far off base with my Charlie Hoffman takes. Oh, I thought we were going to do this late in the pod. Why? <laughs> I I uncovered new information. What was the information? The um, information is that Charlie Hoffman is working with the number one teacher in the world, Mark Blackburn, according to Golf Digest. Thus, indisputable. Thus, because of this information, we should just let him into everything. <laughs> Charlie took a run at you. He had a press conference, indirect run. I don't know if he knew who he was talking to or not. I don't think he probably knows or is aware of this podcast. Question. This was Wednesday uh, morning or Tuesday morning. This is from, I don't know who asked this. Got a serious one for you. As opposed to unserious, I don't know. There's some chatter on podcasts and social media <laughs> last week about, you know, an older guy like you who hadn't really contended much. You're about to win. You have a chance to win. You have all these riches in front of you, all these opportunities in front of you. And the view is, how does all these guys come, how does all this come to a guy who has just one good weekend? Sounds familiar. These podcasts. <laughs> this, this, he butchered who, the take. Somebody, butchered I got gotcha. you. I don't know. I wasn't in the press conference. I don't know who asked this. What's your answer to that as far as difficulty of this game getting to the point that you were in last week? Really kind of chumming the waters for old Charlie here. This, People can't be asking these questions. Uh, you need you need to be in there asking them, I guess. There's some chatter on podcasts. I don't know which ones. You should have just done that. Like I, I'm, a, I'm ignorant, but I'm hearing chatter. Um, this is amazing. Chuck, I can't believe somebody asked. Yeah, this. Chuck Hoffman. Well, finishing second on the PGA Tour is pretty dang good, no matter what week it is. I agree with that, Charlie. Whoever the you know this. Yeah, <laughs> this is not about. This I is know. manipulating. I this. understand. It's the foundation of why he was in the tournament. That you know, probably. he had a pretty magnanimous and holistic uh, answer. So to be able to have the ability to get into these events, it's not. I'm only in this one as of now. I've got to keep playing well to earn my way up. People change. Who gets in? Who got into Pebble is different. Who gets in here? It's ongoing change. Obviously, through the years, it's going to slow down those top tens and fives. But you don't want to lose, I say this, you don't want to lose the dream of being able to play against the best in the world. And this tour is getting slightly smaller at this time. And the top players are playing against each other more often. But you always want to give the kid the dream. The kid that just played his butt off on the Corn Ferry Tour that got up here. Give him the dream to be able to play against the best in the world and prove to himself he can play. I think that's what this does. It keeps the dream alive, keeps the storyline alive. Some of those boardrooms I go, we can't lose that he's been in, obviously. I go, we can't lose the dream that people watch. People love to watch Tiger Woods win all the time, but people also love to watch people compete against them and see if they can bring down Goliath. That's why consistency is good out here. But to get a few people that you don't know playing these events, I think is great for the product and hopefully competing coming down the stretch is just more storylines. I'm a storyline guy. <laughs> Not that it gets tiring, reporting on Scotty Scheffler making another birdie or missing another birdie. But I think people like seeing guys take down the best in the world. I think that's what people tune in to watch. Um, 
And they asked him, like, do you fear, like, top this just being 50 guys closed off? It's like, I don't fear that. I think if you take a big step back and you start the PGA Tour over, you would probably have a world tour. Like, this guy's an enlightened cat, maybe. He's come a long way since the tough, the tough take. Uh, sorry, Jay. Um, you want to embrace all the different countries. You want to grow the game all over the world. Uh, and he's talking about his, the core season is not during NFL, you know, stay domestic and then go international. We're a small little map, blip on the map, the United States. And I would love to grow the game all over the world for future generations. Um, and he talks about this Goliath and being in the boardroom. So many Hoffman quotes I was planning to do later. God, man, this is just the Charlie Hoffman He went podcast. for like 15 minutes. They tuned him up. I mean, I'm talking about 10-paragraph answers. He goes... But somebody was asking the right questions. We all love the storylines, but I think the media wants to know what product you're putting out there on a regular basis. They're paying a lot of money to sponsor these events, and we can't guarantee a field, and we've never been able to. And that's what these signature events should do. And then you're also getting guys like myself playing their way in so you can have some storylines. Taking a parachute... And then playing your way in. That's where your issue comes in. He goes, personally, you might agree with this. I think maybe 120 players may be a little better formula. But you don't want to isolate events that don't mean anything and guys aren't showing up to play. So strategic, you know, look at the schedule. He went he went on and on talking about getting the young guys in. I've been in all these boardrooms. Ludwig's ready. Dunlap's ready. Get these guys up there. It's awesome to watch these kids get up there. So Chucky Hoffman hey. kind of took a run at you. Uh, or the questioner was at. trying to get him to take a run at you. I don't know that he went there necessarily. I think he probably went more along the... I mean, it seems like he said things that I would agree with. For yeah, I thought he, he... I just have a problem with the career money Once a world tour. Once a world tour. I was shocked to hear that. Yeah, I think the take got confused that he... Yeah, maybe he shouldn't have been in the Phoenix. Like, he played his way into L.A. He played, he played his, his way, his into, way the, into L.A. Yeah. But... He shouldn't have had the opportunity to play his way into L.A. And I think you said it at sort of a hard time. He had just almost won. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I got it. I got it. You wanted me to wait till next week to talk about it? And now he's hot. He's hot again, or he was hot to start and then kind of came crumbled. Well, he buried the last two. Crumbled. Bur- right. Cleaned clean it up. I hope he wins. I hope he wins and jams no. it right in your face. Come on. Charlie Hoffman. Come on. Come um, on. What else do you have Listen from the day? We got, I got Scheffler lots of punch- notes. I hey, got- one thing I'll say, just a high level thing, high level take, similar to like, uh, you know, people being grumpy. I was just reminded of like, you know, whether it's live, pro golf, any kind of golf. If, if you listen to this podcast, you are likely an enthusiast. You are into golf. i just reminded of like how, how, how kind of, I don't know, awestruck you can be watching professional golf up close and going to an event. That is such an unprofound basic takeaway. But it is cool. And if it comes to your city, you'll likely enjoy golf. I think it's worth it to go see Joe Blow. He's a professional golfer. I was just reminded of that today. It is so cool to watch these guys play up close. It's like a different game. I watched these guys. I watched the Tiger Group, of course. Like a lot of. I was going to ask you about the Tiger. Like group. fourteen, they hit three different trajectories into fourteen. Tiger, JT, and Woodland. That's not a, sh- a deep green, right? Where you mess around with trajectory, but Woodland, and you know, just watching those shots. Is so cool up close. Watching them hit different cut, uh, different shape drives up up the hill on eighteen. Uh, watching Wyndham Clark in an absolute disaster of a spot right of seventeen. How about that shot, Andy? The flop shot yeah. plays the bank on the right side of the green. Like 
I don't know. It could be the Live Tour. It could be the PGA Tour. It could be a KFT Tour. I'm just reminded of being up close and could personal be the again. Tour. That this shit is really cool to see up close and personal. Not the biggest take. Not the most profound insight. But again, going to it, I would encourage all of you who you are into this game. It's just fucking cool to be reminded of that up close and personal again. I don't know, man. These guys are good, I don't man. know, bro. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I think that guy can move it. Anyways, it's just cool to every now and then get up close and personal, bro. I don't know. It just is. Um, what uh, What did you think of Tiger? You agree with that? You were just at Pebble, so it had been a bit for me. I don't know. You These know. guys hit rockets, man. It's so fun. All right, go what ahead. What did you think of Tiger? Uh, it was boring as hell until he had a shank. I mean, he's still Tiger. It was, it was a boring round of golf. He was going to shoot like a 71. Um, he walked pretty well, so, you know, like, like you get a bunch of journalists analyzing his walk, right? And it's like, nobody knows. He could be in excruciating pain underneath, but he walked pretty well. He was super sloppy at the start, which you expect. He doesn't have competitive reps. And so he hit some really piss poor chips at two and three, like bad bogeys there, like just bad chips right that's the one thing you talk about like the short game in competitive Sloppy. situations it's not going to be sharp well and you're gonna make you just make a lot of bogeys when you are not playing a lot like i think that's like the thing is you just make haphazard bogeys and doubles when you don't play a lot especially in competition right yeah his and you know he's he hit the ball very well off the tee we didn't we expected that he's hitting it you know as far as jt farther in some instances um, so that was, uh, and he hit it pretty well. I thought off the tee. he was just sloppy in the, around the green. And then 18 was the only memorable shot for me. Like the most memorable shot of the day. You do not see tiger hit shanks. You might see him hit crazy wild drives. You've, we've seen the chip yips. We've seen him be unable to figure out the, you know, speed of greens. We do not see him hit shanks. We do just do not. And that was, I was kneeling there with Lavner and like our jaws dropped. The sound was horrifying. My favorite part of it, and like my favorite part was it just like, it didn't just like go shank off into yonder. Like the journey ended with this sort of impotent like bang into this tree, like, and it goes down in this tree in the valley right of 18. And then he hits an amazing like punch cut eight iron like through the trees and to the back of the green and makes a five fine bogey you do not see tiger at a shank and you know his, his mind works on a different level he's happy to say the word shank not all that bullshit it was just crazy it was startling to see him hit that and at first i was like wait whoa is he like doing some crazy cut and like nope just <laughs> just, just a quick straight uh, hosel rocket El right in, yeah right into the uh right into the trees so that was uh that was pretty much the most and it happened at the at the wire at the 18th so that was kind of the lasting impact but um he's gonna have to work to get on the right side of the cut line i guess i mean he's like right on the cut yeah line. yeah so I, I bet he'll make the cut and i i mean it's encouraging that he's like walking a lot better um so it white pants is it do we think he's just gonna be someone suggested he's just gonna be monochromatic all three days and then sunday red it's just that's like the activation sunday's just gonna be like boom, well, boom. He's, an, he's an influencer now he's like out <laughs> what does there that the mean? social media how did he categorize the brand he's like it's electric or something it was just like ridiculous it's, innovative and electric it's definitely like I guess like it's such a strange 
evolution. Like I, I don't think we've ever seen an athlete that was so big, like so massive, then launch their own brand this late, right? Like the TB stuff came, but he was still winning Super Bowls, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. maybe that's and the comp. He's com- he's Is merged. that the comp? I guess he's already <laughs> merged with Noble, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe isn't a great sign for starting a big but brand. It's just weird to me that, like, at this point, when he's like, he plays like seven times a year. Yeah. That this is when you would launch the brand, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just, it's just odd to me, right? He's the least popular, you know, I think he's like, would you say he's the least popular he's ever been in his career? And it's um, just because he, yeah, outside of maybe him? like 1996, maybe <laughs> he's still, yeah, it's walking around. It's, it's amazing though. Still like the impact he has. I'm not saying that he he's at all, but in terms of his, the, yeah. the last 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. I had this like, this one lady who was like a usher or whatever, this old, old like white lady was like, it's so great. It's so great that he's here. She like messaged me. Like, I think there's just a lot of people that he means something to. And I don't know what that means. It might be excitement. It might be whatever. He just means something more than like anyone else. I, yeah, it does. It's amazing to me too. So I spent, I knew you were going to watch Tiger, so I watched other people. And I was the only media member <laughs> yeah. in all the groups. Yeah. <laughs> like everywhere I went. And it wasn't like I was watching Alex Smalley. I was like following <laughs> big drive by drive by of Alex Smalley. <laughs> but nobody else was there. It was yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah. I know. One guy, I, I got to say, it was awesome to see back. It was Will Zales Horace. He played really well today. Uh, he shot six under, 29 on the front. Um, shot five under on the uh, on the round. But, um, you know, I, I went out and caught him kind of on the back nine for a little while. And it was, uh, I just, I think this is like kind of an under-talked about storyline. Like, Three years ago or two years ago, he was the best major championship player going into the Open Championship at the at the old course. He, had, mm-hmm. you know, he was a a machine. He was third in the FedEx Cup, playing like unbelievable golf when the back end, the first back injury happened. This is one of like the young stars that you know has gone through a little bit of adversity and. I'm fascinated to see if he comes back. And it's just, I, I was reminded of some of the shot making that he has capable. Like yeah. on 11, he hit the draw off the tee, this awesome draw off the tee. And then he hit this cut three wood into the green on 10. He hit a, a, a hard cut off the tee. And it's just like a guy that has such unbelievable control of the golf ball. I will say, I think I don't know if the pops all the way back. It felt like he, I mean, like one of our favorite, you know, non-power first basemen. Leash. Was kind of keeping up with him. Cooch. Oh. oh. <laughs> He's patting it around. 
Cooch's the guy that put it first because he's got good range for all the wild throws. They're high. He's got that big mitt. He's got a good radius. Cooch first. Man. All right. Cooch was keeping up with Zalatoris. Yeah. On 11. It was on 11. Cooch, all- by the way, coffee fiend. He comes up to the media center. Apparently, has like six or seven Americanos in a day. It's just, just free. Goes up there. <laughs> That's They don't charge you in the media center. And he comes so up. No tip jar either. And there's a good call barista deal going there. There's no tip jar. And apparently he goes up like six, seven times and just ripping through coffee. Anyways, all right, Zalatoris, whatever. He's, go ahead. Back to but, oh, it was great. It was on uh, on 12. <laughs> on 12. No tip jar. On 12, they hit their tee shots. And I mean, Zalatoris is like the same. I'm standing by him. I'm hearing them talk like five or six yeah. into the green. And, uh, and I wasn't really paying attention, and all of a sudden, Kucher hit, and there was the piercing sound of a hybrid. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what hole? I'm like, I'm like just what, 12. I'm okay. just wondering how many hybrids are yeah. in that bag. Yeah. I, wanted to- <laughs> I mean, the guy, can, it's a great batsman. Come on, he's a great batsman. Scott, Legendary batsman. He, he's a first baseman that can get a bunt down anytime. Yeah. On any pitch. High pitch. You can't can't pitch around a bunt from him. All right. So, look, my, my basic take earlier about players being good. I think that's what we're getting at. Like, it's just cool to see this up close. Well, and yeah. It's, so it's, it's just, we, people pop us for being negative two times, uh, too often. And, yeah, it is very cool to watch these guys up close. And... I would say, to your Zalatoris point, small field, small fields, so you're going to get good players. The top of the leaderboard is full-time, like, like real real hitters. Like, I'm, real tee to green. Tom Hoagie. Studs. I would, Day, Luke List, who we know couldn't putt his way out of a, a barn. Like, he's a, an ace. Cam Davis, similar. Can't lay. You want to know why this game is ridiculous? I Watch Cantlay on the first tee today. The guy leans over to me, person who's in the, in and around the game. He goes, "I, you know, he's the last guy you should be betting on today. He was on the range all night with Can't the morning lie. tee time. And he was. I was out there late, too. But apparently he was hitting balls all night, like couldn't find anything. And he shoots, whatever, 64 today. Uh, but Cantlay, Hoagie, you know, you mentioned Zalatoris, Scheffler's, uh, Svensson, obviously a, a kind of a guy that people whisper about being a real hitter. So it is Riviera, you know, you can't get away with, with just being a little scrubby, right? I mean, they did, they went low, but that's just how it's going to go. But some real kind of real hitters on that, that first page of the leaderboard. I'll tell you guys, what, the afternoon got really hard today. Uh, one of the things out there, there's way more rough, thicker rough this year than any Lush. year that I've I've seen recently. The rough is really hard. I think it's super unpredictable. I think you saw Rory on 18. Um, he came up yeah. like 20 yards short. Yeah, I think he thought that was going to fly. Yeah. It didn't. It's like it's. I think it's hard to judge what it's going to do. It's just something to watch this weekend. Is that is just. It's a little bit different than we're used to seeing just because that rough's thicker, but it's still, you know, like usually the rough's almost nothing here, but that thicker rough, it's <coughs> it's obviously the Kakuya, but the, or I guess it's rye mostly, but it's just like enough unpredictable. Like it's a really good, it, where some come out like really dead, Yeah, some jump, 
and it's hard to judge what's going to happen. And just in general, if I, I think the weather's probably going to be about the same the next couple of days, the the stretch if the winds the way it was today, that stretch of twelve through fifteen is just a complete bear. Yeah, it's hard. that or even you could throw sixteen in there because you kind of get like that crosswind today. It was hard. Like the, a lot of in the breeze. afternoon, that yeah. wind picked up. It was a really really tough golf course in the afternoon and i'm curious to see if that continues because that that was like no joke out there like hard golf it's good insight about the rough because like this this tournament the reputation over the last 10 years has been like with bubba and dj obviously their success was like the rough is not a penalty it's just bomb it as far up there as you can if it's in the fairway great if it's not fine but it seems to be a little bit more of a penalty we'll see if the stats bear that out um clearly number one number one the worst mowing lines on the pga tour i mean i don't know if it's the worst mowing lines on the golf course it's just looking like a giant wiener more or less those people are joking about that from the top of the top of the perch there on number one but anyways what's worse 15 i i would say 12 12 is one of my least favorites just because it, you know, reduces the entire strategy of the hole. Okay. One's just one's just amusing to look at from the perch. It's so visible and, and conspicuous. I would say one of the things that's uh, that's amazing, uh, honestly, like Wyndham Clark is long. Yeah. Really. Pat's Rory, right? Really on 17 long. that I saw. Like he he hit some drives that were like right with Rory, a couple past him. Um I think that like people talk about him being long, but like that was extremely impressive distance. Eighteen, he teed it low. I mean, that was murdered. Murdered it way past. Yeah, I mean, Rory got hung up in the rough, but Mm -hmm. yeah, he he nuked it. Um, And if you want to figure out how to nuke it, figure out how to maximize your distance, we suggest going to Club Champion here. We're in mid February. We're coming out of the uh, winter seasons, hopefully come, starting to come out. Golf season's ramping back up. You need to get your game dialed. You go to clubchampion.com. Use the promo code FRIEDEGG. You get 50% off uh, a full bag fitting. 50% off. That's no joke. That's a legit uh, discount when you use the promo code, all caps, one word, Fried Egg. They have 65,000 hittable head and shaft combos, including all the new 2024 releases. Listen. All of them, which might be suitable for you, might not be suitable for others, like Colin Moore. Maybe Listen. he wants the 2021 release. What? I went in there. I picked up like 60 yards off the tee. No joke. 60 yards. You played pretty well this week. And uh, and my handicap's gone gone down three, three shots. There you go. I, now, I might have been playing, you know, persimmon clubs when i went in there but i've seen massive improvement since i got these clubs they've got 120 plus studios nationwide highly trained master fitters perfect fit guarantee TrackMan, sam lab they have all the top technology one of my very good friends went and did this same problem i had with the full bag fitting he couldn't, couldn't get through the whole thing. He's like, uh, my back's got like, they will put you through your paces. It's not like, you know, you go in there, take a couple swings, like boom, bango, bango, bongo. Here's a full bag. They want to really put you through the rainer, make sure they get you the right. He had to go back for the driver hybrid. I forget, but he just did one in the last few weeks. Um, and it's brand agnostic, which is why we like it, right? It's not just you find know, the best clubs for you. Yeah. 
That's a, not, not beholden the, to some marketing necessarily. Yeah. Marketing speak. So clubchampion.com. Use the promo code FRIDEG. It'll get you 50% off the full bag fitting. All right. Continuing on here. What else you got? I got some I got some fun notes here. Okay, give me fun notes. Um, so you know the I guess uh Fitzpatrick was all bothered because the so during practice rounds Matt fif- Fitzpatrick. The fifteenth score you know the scoreboard they yeah. put on fifteen? The Havon line. It sits on the ground. Yeah. And then when the fans come in, it lifts up about four or five feet. You like push a button and it goes up. Yeah, or something? so there's like it's on a lift. Interesting. And okay. it goes up. Okay. And he was all upset about that. Today. Yeah. It apparently. was higher than he didn't know it'd be higher than it was yeah. yesterday. Okay. And then, you know, for for humorous sake, you gotta love this. The PGA tour, gotta give them some credit here. They're <laughs> okay. trying to jam the guys. They're trying to jam the guys that are going that way. Yeah. They put a flag, a single Genesis flag up. And then oh, they on top add, of the scoreboard. On top of the scoreboard. <laughs> there's a scoreboard 50 yards away without one. There's a, a single Genesis flag <laughs> right in the middle. And then they put a camera on the left side of it. <laughs> so, so there's Just now the two few, more things yeah. that are trying to deter the line. Limbs, yeah. 15th tee shot down 17. They're trying to deter it. I love that the tour is kind of trying to jam Get the guys that yeah. are, are, are going that way. That was uh, a humorous one. Another note from the day. Um, Alex Smalley, I don't know what happened off the tee on 10, but he like hit. He must have hit like a chunk, chunk like push off the tee. He ended up in the right side of the fairway, like probably 100 yards out. He walked the entire way up to the green to look at the green walked all the way no, back no no 100 Come yards 100 yards and then he like laid up short left he didn't even take it on it says shot one 270 yards to right fairway yeah 95 yards I mean, to he, hole he hit it to the worst place you could hit okay. a ball yeah bad angle short and he walked he walked all the way up and it's this is what gets me about the tours. That shouldn't be legal. Allowed. You shouldn't be able to take three minutes to hit a shot. Well, he's DFL. T69. Right you know now. what happened to Hardy? His ball got stuck in the tree. Really? He hit it Where? over left. In on 10, 10. And the bottle brushes or whatever. The... So he tried to flop it over and it got stuck in the palm tree. <laughs> no. How about Cantley, our leader? You hear what happened to him? On 16. Yes. Yeah. 16 gets clipped. 160 60 yards to the hole. He was pretty uh, amusing about it. Magnanimous. Uh, or not, why did I use that word again? Rosetta Stone type. That's not the right term. But he was pretty amusing about like, did you laser that? Like, no, you're trying to get me in trouble. We didn't laser that. It's not even in the bag on game day. It's like, did you step it off? He goes, no, I just chunked it into the bunker. He was being pretty, I mean, you're easier to be, kind of make fun of yourself when you shoot 64. But uh, Cantlay was pretty good about that. Yeah, he got clipped. Any other notes you have? I got you? I got some animal content. You want some animal sure, content? Sure, I love I got this content. from a uh, an LA resident. Okay. Um, great story. Great story. So you, you ever notice the birds that are always chirping on 16 yes. and Six, 17? 16, right? Yeah. 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 You ever hear them? Yeah. You know time. what they are? No. They're parrots. Where are, where are they? They're up in the trees. 
So they're parrot. parrots on Par- the course. They're on the course. Free and wild? Yeah, yeah, they're parrots. So there are parrots in, in the, the old story. So this is a story. So there's parrots. They hang out at like Rancho Park too. Okay. They, they kind of inhabited all these green spaces around the sure. city. Okay. Um, so they, the two stories, like there's two like tales of how these parrots came to be. Okay. So there's parrots all over Riv. And it's either there was an illegal pet shop in Malibu that they all escaped from. Okay. Or the other story is that there was an old Anheuser-Busch amusement park that used to have parrots, like a a parrot thing. Yep. And they they shut down the amusement park and turned it into like a brewery and instead of paying to relocate the parrots, they just let them go free. Oh, God. And some of them settled at Riv. Pretty good. I like that. It's loud. It gets it's really super loud. super loud. And it's sort of, you don't know when and when it's going to come. But the birds are parrots. It's okay, cool. Because cool. they're like green and, yeah. and stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything else before we move on? Um, let me see. Notes from Probably the Probably got something Onsa. else here. What? On-site notes. That, that's it's like a it. full. We've been gathering a bunch of amusing intel. I think we'll probably have to share in other podcasts later later dates. But it's been that's productive. All, that's all I got. Productive time. I want to get to Cantley, our leader at sixty four. Um, what do you want to talk about? He's my one and done pick. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I guess Max Home I took two weeks ago at Pebble Beach, so two and done. I've already repeated. You um, took home. Cantley, they asked him about like being aggressive. There's all these fifty sevens, right? Last week on the web tour, Eldridge Potguider. We had, you know, a, a sixty with Nick Taylor. All these, he's asking like the they kind of evolved into this rollback discussion, and he talked about how aggressive. Uh, everybody is and they asked is this good or bad for the game he, he goes i wouldn't characterize it good as bad i think it just is it's the tiger effect you've seen it for the last 15 years young kids are just growing up with better information more drive and they're emulating him for over a decade now it's led to a generation of golfers that are on a whole better um they ask him you know everybody's more aggressive and that they everybody has data guys with them and they, they're going for the flag he talked about this um what did he talk about with uh, three? I think three. He's like, I just you just like go. You nowadays you can just you just go hit it as far flag. up there. Yes, and then you hit it at the. It has flag. nothing to do with technology though. Yeah, right. none of none of this does. It's just right. it's just Tiger. He goes. Uh, uh, I think a wedge shot into the third hole. I left it behind the hole. I didn't actually make the putt, but I left it on the short side. Old school mode of thinking would be feed it in from the middle of the green. But I'm at 130 yards. I'm just going to hit it as close as I can. So an indication, Andy, pretty close, like of how strategy changes because they're up with the wedges, and now you don't feed it in from the middle, and that's the old school mode. Is not, I mean, that's that is basically defaning the hole, right? That's not like, yeah, well, but he calls it old school mode versus new school aggressive. So this goes when the rollback stuff first came out. You said you wanted to hear more about it. Um, do you think the low score scoring records getting broken? Does it kind of change your mind a little bit or do you start to see the other side? What do you think he said? Do you start to see the other side with all these low scores? I think he probably says you, you, you don't see the other side. Yeah. He says not at all. 
I don't think it would be good for the game. The rollback, that is. I think more people are excited about golf now more than ever, hearing some of the numbers that there's been more rounds played in the last year than ever before in this country. I think that's fantastic, and I know it's growing worldwide as well. That should be the emphasis. So just kind of went to that talking point. More rounds are up. Like like that. It has Like Joe Blow at Rancho do. Park hitting it, you know, 220. Anyways. Now they we don't get bifurcation. That guy's getting jammed God. because Patrick Cantley's not at all. But he did, you know, I thought he had some interesting saying the quiet part out loud with some of the strategy and how it's changed. So, but he's your leader, uh, really thoughtful. I mean, he's he's interesting to listen to, even if you disagree with them. He was interesting to listen to and, and uh, sort of descriptive. Go ahead. Do you want a, a golf advice? Yeah, I was going to say I've, I've got some queued You've up. You got more. one. No, I have. Go ahead. Go ahead. I haven't read this one, so I'm just going to read oh, it God. As, okay. as we go here. All right. All Hello, right. I'm 26, no kids, very limited interest in fighting while sober. All right, so maybe while while drinking, he's he's yep. interested. Yep. Your recent discussion on potentially running into wild animals on the golf course reminded me of an altercation I had when I was a caddy at a top 100 club. Uh, who knows which pub- publication when I was in college, uh, for background, this club's in new England and is on the coastline with little to no woods. I'm sure somebody's going to be able to figure out where this is on a company outing day. I had just met who I would be taking care of right before we drove out to our hole for the shotgun start Monday outings. Always, always the best for, for caddies, you know, yep. just, yep. just chasing get, carts off, get people yeah. that have never played golf yeah. before cart you know? bags. Yeah. 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 Once we arrive, I take this bag off the cart immediately realize there's no way I'll be carrying this bag in its current state as it easily weighs 30 to 40 pounds, 35 to 40 pounds. I ask him if he could please take out anything extra as to, as to make the weight a little bit more manageable. He doesn't take too kindly to this, but starts pulling out items to see if any are not necessary. And that's when I see him take out two giant cans of bear spray. Bear spray? Yeah. And there's no woods around. No woods. Really? Okay. I do not know where he usually plays, but there was zero chance he was seeing a bear or anything scarier than a seagull. His <laughs> insistence on keeping these as well as a giant bag of gently used balls oh, you buy from eBay and a complete set of rain gear, not a cloud in the sky, eventually led me to believe uh, led me to convincing his buddy to help out with my bid and get him to lighten the load. So my question is, what is your bag? Uh, what is an acceptable amount of extra BS to keep in your bag when taking a caddy? As well as if you are a caddy, when are you within your right to ask to lighten the load? I mean, you got to feel that out. On a Monday outing, I think you can let it rip probably pretty early. It's probably not a memory return type loop you're going to have to deal with. Uh, a Monday outing, you could say like, this bag is not doing it. You need to figure your I shit mean, out and get lighten it right now. So you I'll can go that way. Caddies these days have it so good. I mean, they are so oh, fast like to go to man. the ch- change out bag. Oh, they just tell you. They're like, nope. This I mean, it's insane yeah. how quick the change-out bags come out. Yeah. So uh, explain what a change I mean, pre- people probably can guess, but it's like if you show up with a 
it's the bag that straps aren't going to work for caddies or it's too yeah, heavy it doesn't work or like if it's a sunday bag there's yeah. no stand they'll change it out yeah they have know. extras in the bag room and they just say we're taking this one it works better for me so that you feel like that's that's a quick trigger these days oh it's so fast yeah i mean it used to be like i feel like change out bags this was you know what now 20 years ago when I was caddying, yeah. prevalently caddying in yeah. my life. Yeah. Um, I feel like change out bags were like last resort. You'd have a discussion about change out bag. Like, right. And it ha- you'd have to be like very careful about it. Because you know? you're, you're, it's not just the clubs. Now the players got to move all this. gets anal about how many tees and ball. Like they just get on the fritz about it. Flustered. My summers were spent with like morning bag room, afternoon loop, morning loop, afternoon bag room. And I, as the bag room guy, would often have to have the conversation about the change out bag. The caddy wouldn't. All right. So what, what rose to change out bag level where you're like, you're <laughs> it like was a like, card bag, like just a disaster. It had to be like a, like old school leather bag. Yeah. Right. For me. Right. Otherwise the, 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 the guy's carrying it. You got to just grin and bear it. Yeah. If it's a Sunday bag, a little, like nobody used to complain about those. Yeah. And the caddies now, they don't even understand how to, to, to maneuver with these you you use the one bag that's a stand and you stand the sunday bag up against it but they just immediately go to changing it out the bag, a good one we, we've gotten a few times are some of the pros that are well the grumpy grumpy pros that i mean you can learn a lot about a pro and what kind of how he treats the staff if he shows up, you know, for a casual round at say a top fifty course in the area, and has decided to bring his, you know, big titleist or especially if they live in the area, uh huh. Get some stories about that. I was like, can tell a lot about a guy whether he shows up with his full blown tour bag or if he doesn't, you know, for a game in his, his home off week when so. he knows he's taking a caddy. <laughs> interesting um so yeah we love getting those stories well, not not naming names uh not naming names we won't go into it now we definitely named the name like years ago on the podcast about this very story yes. okay <laughs> this was definitely talked about like, okay four years all right ago, thirsty. Deep in the dark, all right thirsty individual um so what 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 part of the question is like, how vigilant are you about uh, the other side? Like, I am crazy about this. It's like, do I absolutely need to put this sweater in my bag? Do I? Can I take the rangefinder out? Like everything, I try to lighten it. I'm probably to the to too anal about it, but you, you should be. Try to no, be vigilant. Nobody wants a tank bag. Yeah, don't be the guy. I just got a new bag, and I felt like my old bag. I had lost contain on. <laughs> On the tees, yeah. The, oh, that the, happens very. And the ball quick. markers, yeah, like yeah. I have. So people have given me so many of those little pouches, but the, I just like, valuables I pouch. I don't know why I stopped. I never used it. Yeah. So it got like got, got bad in there, yeah. and I felt like it. I don't know if it could possibly, but it, it like weighed my bag down. I just didn't like it. So this new one, I I haven't put any tees in it. The tees can quickly get out of control, and it's the kind of thing where, like, you just are lazy about it. Like, you're like, you just I'm throw not gonna, in there. yeah, and I, I'm not gonna like go through. What do I cut off? How many do I take? You just kind of just grows, and it, yeah, it does get out of control. 
I feel like you shouldn't ever have more than like seven balls in your back. I mean, are you playing Turtle Point? Or what are you? But like, you I can know, go I mean, get more. You shouldn't. Yes, if you really get in a bind. Almost all of them, all courses have returning nines. I think there are like situations where you might need more. But for the most part, you should, you should start with like, there's so few occasions that you ever would run out of a run out of golf balls, especially if you have somebody carrying your bag. I'm speaking. I'm also speaking of. I'm not saying for me, a good player, or I'm saying as a cat. I've never encountered. I never encountered. It's as never a caddy. happened. I've actually run out of golf balls playing myself. Okay. Um, but would you start with? I started with like four and something. it was like late at night yeah. and I was hitting it. a bunch of balls. And yeah. I was playing by myself yeah. and I, I got tired and didn't want to look for balls in the rough. And then I, so I lost like a couple <laughs> casually. All right. So this, Do you is, ever a very, have that this is an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> this is an extreme circumstance. i like, if I'm playing by myself, I have no drive to look for the golf ball. Sure. Sure. I mean, this is golf advice too. Like we need, we need to create a rules of when and where you help look for a ball, whether it's yours. I mean, obviously if it's yours, but a partner's, but yeah. So you got to be vigilant about lightening the bag. Seven balls, you'd say as an absolute like seven max. balls is like the max. Yeah. It's interesting. You're not playing. Yeah. It's not, unless it's, yeah, there's no reason. There's, I've never seen somebody run out of balls. So, uh, just be vigilant. Don't I, there's going to be guy. so many people who like, you've never seen me play. <laughs> I, like, I guarantee that get, in get my caddy life, I in. saw someone play like you. Get a sleeve when you make the turn if you're getting anxious. About That's what it. I'm yeah. saying. You can go get more. I know. Or you could leave them in your car and stop by your car. And take care of your caddies. Just, just try to lighten the bag as much as you can. Don't have bear spray. Don't have a rain suit when it's not going to rain. I also feel bad about water bottles now because, like, uh -huh. you know, this is something I carry around a water bottle a lot. It weighs down stuff. You got to be like Ricky. Sometimes uh, I'm self-conscious and I carry the water bottle around like Well, the Ricky. problem is then you forget it and it's not on the caddy to make sure you have your, like, he has to pick it up and you leave it on the tee. Like, that's also, a, a, you got to mind that because it becomes another secondary job for the caddy to mind the water bottle. Um, all right. That does it. Any other notes? This Friday, anything else? I got to get in an Uber. I'm going to the red eye. If the Uber will pick me up. A lot of, a lot of shocking news this week uh, about my Uber rating. Can I? So we did a, a poll about... I, I this was I might not get picked up to get the LAX for my red eye here. I can't believe everybody thought I had the worst rating. This is passenger ratings. The poll was, was... Eamon was over here. Shane Bacon was over here. And me and you, among other people... The poll was, I, mean, I don't know why we started talking about this. Who has the worst Uber rating, as in the lowest? And uh, it was me by a good bit. And I don't know why or where or when. If I, like, forget to tip, I tip. I, I don't always tip right away. Like, I'll get I'll go through the airport security and get on my plane and I'll land. And they're like, oh, I forgot to tip. Maybe that's why I got downgraded. But I've always tipped. Maybe I'm late. But I have the worst rating by a good bit. <laughs> Then I got in the car the other night. The guy started yelling at me for slamming the door. I just closed it. 
You thought I was trying to sabotage your rating because you had reserved, you had called the Uber. You started arguing with the guy. I said that was more of a close than a slam. He disagreed. Well, that guy was nuts. He started yelling at other people for moving the chairs up and down. You were trying to sabotage me. You might have gotten downgraded. I love I love all these people that are like making fun of my four point nine rating. It's like what well, I've been riding Uber since I, since yeah. like the day it started. Yeah, and the, you get these you know fifty year old men that are live in areas that Uber didn't exist till taking you know, ten rides. Ten rides. It's like oh, I have a better rating than you. It's my, like oh, okay. I guess mine is not four point nine too. You, it's like one rating under five per what? Yeah. Every, oh, it depends on how many, yeah, the sample size. So, how many yeah. would that be? 10? Is it 10? Oh, don't get me going. One four star every 10 rides? I got to get an Pete, Uber. Pete, can you fact check that? I got to get would that one. Be? What would a 4.9 equal? Shockingly, you and Eamon had the highest ratings because you're not shocking two of the at all. grumpiest little a holes, maybe, that going, right? Maybe I am. Maybe I am, and I just don't. I'm not willing to admit it yet, but yeah, you guys had sterling ratings. I, on the other hand, do not. So. You were you were doubting my Airbnb rating the other day. I wasn't doubting it. All right, everyone, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy a great weekend at Riviera. Hopefully, we get a good leaderboard, good action. Tiger makes his way onto the right side of the cut line. Rory flirting with the cut line. Just a guy. You have any? You have to answer to just a guy. You know, when you talk about it, kind of being a little lifeless today. That group was not. That Spieth Cantley group was was really fun and firing. Maybe we'll get that Friday night. That may be the one to watch. The Spieth Cantley trio. Uh, trio. I had somebody. I had somebody inside the ropes tell me in confidence that that the just a guy take might be the greatest take of all time. <laughs> what? Well, I would like to just... And Tom Kim was the third. He had some amusing moments, a hole out from a bunker and stuff. Um, you've completely moved the goalposts on the Just a Guy take. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. The question was, you know, what superstar do you expect to, like, miss the cut at, like, the Masters? And you got worked up. We were like, we have no superstars anymore in golf. There aren't, like, there's one or two. It wasn't about whether he poofs it or he can't control his tee to green game shoddy. It was about whether he was a superstar. And all evidence of, of his, his brand power, the ratings go up. He's one of like two guys on tour that aren't named Tiger that CBS has told us the ratings go up when Spieth is in contention. This was the debate. You said Spieth is just a guy. Let now it's transitioned. You've moved the goalpost to his golf game and his recent con- contention. Let me ask you a question. It was about superstar power, and he is has it, it among... Golf is the only place where he'd be considered a superstar. If he was in the NBA and he'd been no. averaging 15 points for the last six years... I don't think that's a true. ...a game, would you still consider him a superstar? I don't know that that's true. I think... You you have these like a you have guys who get. Why do f- we keep talking about this take? Uh, well, you just brought it up. You said you people were up. telling you that just a guy was. You brought the, him up. No. You you. Same speed, that's up. one to watch Friday afternoon. Speed can't lay Tom Kim. Maybe we'll have Tiger late primetime viewing. Uh, primetime ish viewing friday night everyone enjoy riviera we will be back with you on friday or monday sorry i'm all off monday we'll talk to you then